Hello, and welcome to our first Footy Nest episode. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Maddie. On Footy Nest, we will be talking about women's soccer. Highlighting the NWSL and the national teams. Let's get started. In the first few episodes, we will be discussing the NWSL Challenge Cup. As many of you may know, the NWSL will be doing something different this year. Because of COVID-19, the regular season got postponed. So instead of doing a regular season now, they will be doing a tournament called the Challenge Cup. The tournament will be taking place in Utah, starting on June 27, 2020 at Zion's Bank Stadium. All nine teams will be participating in this tournament, with a few select players from the national teams deciding not to join. So far, we know for sure that Megan Rapinoe from the Olympic Reign in Seattle and Kristen Press from the Utah Royals will not be joining their teams in Utah. Currently, neither of them have spoken out about why they aren't joining. There will also be no fans attending the games due to COVID-19. Let's talk about the roster starting with Houston. So Houston had did a lot of the teams got a lot of changes. Yeah. Houston, um, they traded away their um cap their longtime captain from the beginning of the club, Kalea Ojai. So that will definitely change the dynamic of this team. Um, they still have really good players like Jane Campbell, Rachel Daly, who is now the co-captain, um, and. Christy Mewis, and they just have really good teams in jet. They just have a really good team. They do. Houston is the only team that doesn't have um, a U.S. women's national team player on it. They do have Jane Campbell, who has gotten called up a few times. They do have um, Christy Mewis, who has who used to be on the team and then in 2015 no longer got called up anymore. Um, but they're currently the only team with no returning national team players or um olympic uh world cup players from last year and so um i think it's really interesting how this team how this team's camaraderie works and i think that they're such a strong team yeah so yeah i think they're good um last season rachel daly and sophia huerta were the highest scorers with five goals in their team of course um rachel daly is a very good like a very prominent player for England so and England is such a good team as well so she's a very important asset to this team yes she is yeah and Christy Mewis her partner for now or hopefully for the rest of her life of course um is an attacking mid and she's very important she's just very attacking and even though she's in the midfield she does score a good amount of goals she does and she is a very strong player for this team she does Obviously, since they are dating, work very, very well with <laughs> the chemistry uh, Rachel Daly. Yes, the chemistry is definitely there, and you can see it on the field. And so that's going to be very important. They're going to have to definitely take advantage of that this season. Another really important asset to their team is Jane Campbell. Last season, she had six clean sheets. Um, she's probably in like the fourth position in the U.S. Women's National Team of the most important goalkeepers for them. Um, yeah, for sure. She is uh, such a strong player, and she is definitely Houston's best goalkeeper, and they do take advantage of her, and I think that's very smart on yeah. Houston's part. 
and Jane Campbell became the youngest goalkeeper called to train with the senior team of the U.S. Women's National Team. Campbell made her senior team debut in April 2017, and she's been training with them a bit, but I think that uh, still the U.S. Women's National Team has to take advantage of her as well. Yeah, I bet you she will be called up a lot more yeah. once um, Ashlyn Harris and Alyssa Nair retire in the yeah, next few she's years. she's pretty young. She is, yeah. Let's move on to Sky Blue. Sky Blue, um, they just got Mallory Pugh, which is a very helpful asset. I think she's going to do well there. She's going to do wonders for this team. Yeah. They cur- previously had only Carly Lloyd out of their national team players, and I think it was very smart securing Mal for this next season. Um, they needed some youngness and they did. They, ideas to the team. She's, she's a very strong player. She doesn't get played as much on the national team, um, but she's... She did not get called up for the She Believes Cup, but she was on the World Cup roster. Um, But I think that she's definitely going to help this team out, and especially in the front. Carly Lloyd last season was the top scorer for them with eight goals. Um, And they they were in the eighth place, which is obviously not as much as they wanted to go. But also, there's such strong... Like, every team in this league has such strong players, and they each have such like important assets like they all have incredible players so it's really like any of them really could become really good yes and um also joining their team this season they got midge purse um and mccall zerboni which is definitely they are definitely strong players and sky blue did a great job in the trades this year and i think that they are going to come out a lot stronger especially with the the, all the training that they're doing right now, I think that they are going to definitely be a strong team this year. Yeah, and Sarah Killen and Rachel Raquel Rodriguez had the top assists last season with three assists for their team. And their goalkeeper, Kaylin Sheridan, had three clean sheets last season. Yes. And But they were she was in the team of the month two times, which is pretty good. Yeah. Let's move on to Portland. Oh, Portland. Portland is... Um, our favorite <laughs> hopefully Portland's a lot of people's favorites yeah they have like fan favorites on there definitely mm-hmm. um like Tobin Heath Lindsay Tobin Moran Heath, yeah um obviously most of you probably know that Emily Sonnet is no tra- longer on Portland no! she got traded to Orlando which is also a good strong team and I think she will definitely help them but it will and they, they did get a rid of, I don't know that I'd say rid, but they did lose, Portland did lose a lot of their defenders last season. Um, and now Ellie Carpenter getting traded to Lyon in France. And so I think that it's going to be really interesting to see how their defensive line is this season. But they did get Becky Sauerbrunn, who I would say That's is probably so the best important. best defender in female soccer right now. And so I think that she will really help them out. Yeah. Last season, Sinclair was the highest scorer with nine goals, and their best performance was against Houston, 5-0. But their worst performance was against North Carolina, 6-0. Yeah, they definitely five-game losing streak. Yeah, they had a five-game losing streak and a nine-game no-winning streak. But I definitely think they can get back from that because they have such a strong team this season. They do. And they've always had a strong team. I think they just have to, you know... Take advantage of their assets. Yeah. They need to take advantage of Adriana French, Lindsay Horan, especially Megan Klingenberg. Yeah, she's Um, so good at assists and running down the left side, and she just launches it towards the box for 
Lindsay Horan and all the forwards to just head it in easily. Yeah, exactly. They have Emily Menges. I think they have a really strong team, Catherine Reynolds. And they just did get um, Rocky Rodriguez from Sky Blue. And so I think that this it's going to be really interesting to see how the team works this year. Yeah. They also did get um, the number one pick of the and the college draft, and they got Sophia Smith. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how she is in this team. Yeah, and Sophia Smith has been training a bit with the senior team of the U.S. Women's National Team. So I think that she's the future of, like, her and a lot of other young players are definitely going to be the future of the NWSL and the national teams. Yes. Let's move on to North Carolina, probably their biggest rival. Possibly. Yeah. They also have a really strong team. They have Abby Dalkemper, Crystal Dunn, Dabina. Dabinia, Abby Ursag, Kristen Hamilton, yeah. um, Stephanie LeBay. They do have a really, really strong team. Obviously, Sam Ulist, Denise yeah. Sullivan, Carter Ricaro. They do have a strong team. They just don't always work together as a team, and I think that's going to be really important for them if they want to get somewhere in this cu- in yeah. this tournament. And we forgot to mention, I think, Lynn Williams, who was the highest scorer last season with 12 goals. Well, high scorer for their team. Yes. Um, um, Lynn Williams has yeah. is a, a recurring player on the national team, but yeah. was one of the last three people, I would say, to be cut from the World Cup roster. Yeah. And so that's, I think, that she's just been working extra hard so she could prove herself. And so I think that she's going to be definitely important in on this team this, yeah. this she season. She got her call-up from the U.S. Women's National Team on October 2016, which is a good while ago. Um, but I think she's going to be more of a recurring player on that team. Yes, for sure. Um, they were in the f- they were first in the league last season. Yes. Dabinia had the highest amount of assists in their team with seven assists. Stephanie Labby had the most shutouts mm-hmm. in their team with eight shutouts. Um, Abby Delkemper is also such an important player for this team. She's such a um, she's such a strong like defender. Such a great defender. Yeah, she. Her and Becky Sauerbrunn on the national team are a brick wall. You <laughs> cannot get past them. And so I think that it's really important for um, North Carolina that they do have her. And I think that she will definitely be helping the team out. Yeah. And Abby Erseg is she was captain last season. She won Defender of the Year in 2018. And she's so tall. She's, like, so fast at getting behind, like, the attackers if they're in front of her. And just getting the ball back. Yes, and if anybody has been following her on Instagram in quarantine, you will have seen all of her workouts, and she's incredibly (laughs) strong, and so that's also really important. Let's move on to Washington Spirit. They have such a young team. Of course, they just lost Mal Pugh, but I don't know if they could recover. I mean, I think they They will be able to recover from that. It just was a tough loss. They do still have a good team. Yeah. I think it'll just be... Very young team. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who in the front takes over that spot. Yeah. Last season Ash Ashley Hatch had was the highest scorer for their team with seven goals. Um she made her senior national team debut for the United States on on in October of twenty sixteen, but I haven't seen her as much um training with that team anymore. I mean training with the US women's national team anymore. No. And as most of you know who have watched who did watch the World Cup last year, um Rose Lavelle did an incredible job in the World Cup. Yes. She 
scored quite so a few good. goals. She was very she played a very prominent role on this team and she is on Washington and so I think that she will definitely be one of their strongest assets during yeah. this tournament and they will have to take advantage of her. Yeah. Audrey Bledsoe is their goalkeeper, their main goalkeeper. Um she was in the team of the month. Um she was the, um the goalie of team of the month 3 months. Um two in a row, and then one in August, I believe. Yes. Um, Bledsoe re- received her first senior call-up to the United States national team on October 31st, 2019. So that was pretty, um, not that long ago. Yes. Um, I think she's going to also be a very important um, asset to this team. And they were number five in the standings last season. Yeah. Let's move on to O.L. Reign. So as many of you may know, um, Megan Rapino is on OL Reign, but she will not be joining them in Utah. So that will definitely be a loss for them, but they do have a very strong team that will be able to help them instead. Yeah. And they have Bethany Balser, who was the rookie of the year last season. She was the highest scorer for them last season with six goals. Yeah. And they finished fourth in the standings. They just got Sophia Huerta in the front, so that will be she will be important in this team. And they have the experience of Allie Long as well, who was in Portland for a while. Mm -hmm. They have Jodie Taylor, um, who's on the England women's national team, who's a very strong player. Yeah. They do have a really strong team. I think it'll just, they'll have to work together really well. Yeah. Let's move on to Chicago. Chicago has a really good team as well. Oh, they do. Julie Ertz, I think... She is probably, in a few years, Julie's definitely going to be the best female player in the world, possibly. Possibly, The best player in the world. She's definitely the backbone of the team. She's just, like, a wall. Like, she's such a beast. She's she's everywhere. She'll be saving a goal one minute, scoring a goal the next, (laughs) assisting two minutes later, and making the best slide tackle of the year. Six minutes later, like she is such a strong player, and I think that Chicago's really, really lucky they have her. But they do have a great team without her. If even hopefully if, not, yeah. if anything were to go wrong, we definitely have to talk about the absence of Sam Kerr, who was a highest scorer last season in the whole league and in their team yes. with eighteen goals. Sam Kerr now plays for Chelsea Football Club in the Women's Super League. Yes, and that was definitely a great loss for Chicago. Yeah. She was possibly one of the a... best in the M- well, probably one of the best in the NWSL, yes, even was, in the world. She was a very strong asset for Chicago last year, and now they don't have her, but they do still have Yuki Nagasato, who was also such a strong player. the The two of them made so many goals together. Um, but I think that they'll be okay without her. They just got Kaylea Ohai from Houston. Um, they have Tierna Davidson in the back. They do have a really strong team. They also have, um, for those of you who did watch the World Cup, Alyssa Nair, who saved that PK against From England. England. Um, she She's... is such a strong player, and I think yeah. that she really does help them. Last season, Alyssa Nair had six shutouts for them. Yugi, Na- Yugi Nagasato had eight assists and seven goals, so she's also a very important player for this team. Yes. They were um, in second place last season, which is very good. Let's move on to Orlando. Orlando finished last last season, but which they're is still so shocking, very lucky. They do have a great roster. Yeah, they have probably one of the biggest stars in the world for women's soccer with um, 
well, not in this tournament specifically, but they had um, Alex Morgan, Marta. Those are just like the what like they represent women's soccer from people who don't know soccer that well. Yeah, exactly. Um, they do have Ashlyn Harris, who any of you who watched yeah, last season literally carried Orlando. <laughs> she is a beast. She is flying all over that goal line. She. It's definitely one of the one of Orlando's strongest players. She and her now wife, Allie Krieger, are co-captains. Woo-hoo! And I think that she's definitely going to be a strong player in this tournament. Yeah. They also do have Emily a pretty Sonnet. great Yes, they do have they a great defense. Her. They have Emily Sonnet, they have Allie Krieger, they have Olana Kennedy. Tony Presley, they do have a great defense. I think that it's just going to take them working really hard and working together to help Ash back there. Yeah. They also do have a great attack. They have Sydney LaRue, whom was who used to be on the national team. They have um Marta. They do. Yeah. They She was the highest scorer last season for their team with 6 goals. And if you watch Sydney LaRue's stories on Instagram, they're so cute when she wakes up her daughter. She um she's such an like important player for them. She is, yeah. I would put my money on her any day. They have yeah. Kristen Edmonds. So I think that Orlando does have a really strong team. I think that they're just gonna have to work really well together if they want to win, but I do think that they are gonna go far in this tournament. And last but definitely not least, the Utah Royals will be missing um, Kristen Press. Who is an incredible player. She, yeah. if anybody has watched any bit of women's soccer, has <laughs> the strongest leg. She can score from so anywhere. Fast also. She's probably the fastest person in the NWSL. Yeah. She, there's no catching up to her. She can get <laughs> past anybody. She does have great footwork. Um, yeah, Utah is just so good at passing and being creative and like the Barcelona type of tiki taka, which is where they just pass it and pass it and pass it and they just run around defenders. And that's such a nice type of play yeah. um matheson is really good at being creative as well she's good at running around the field yes they have um nicole barnhart who is the oldest player in the end of herself but that does not stop her <laughs> she used to be a goalkeeper on the women's the u.s women's national team and she is uh one of the best goalkeepers i've ever seen yeah they have vero kelly. from spain they do have kelly kelly was injured for a lot of last season but she's back she is ready she is going to dominate yeah she's gonna be amazing this tournament rachel corsi back there as well they do have a strong offense i definitely think that utah could go far if if they they really try their best yeah amy rodriguez who used to be on the um women's national team is their new captain Um, So I think that will be, she will be an important asset for them as well. So now we're going to talk about the draw. The first game day is June 27th, 2020, with Chicago Red Stars playing Orlando Pride 
and North Carolina Courage playing Orlando uh, Portland Thorns. So, for the Chicago-Orlando game, I think that this game could honestly go either way. So, as we know, Chicago and Orlando are both really strong teams. They both have really, really strong goalkeepers. They both have really strong defenses. They both have really strong midfields and really strong attackers. So, I think that it's it's really going to be a nail-biter the whole game. It's going to be a great game to watch. I would definitely mark your calendar. I think that um, it could go either way. I don't know that I could predict the outcome of this game. I think that, honestly, either team could pull away with the win. And then for the North Carolina-Portland game, as we know, they have been two of the best teams for as long as the NWSL, well, as long as they have been teams. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that's going to be a really interesting game to watch. Um, it could go either way. My money's on Portland just because they're my favorite team, but it could go either way. They're both strong teams. That's definitely going to be a good first game day. It's going to, I feel like it's going to get lots of views. Very intense games. Yeah. They're, it's like, you can't, you can't decide who's going to win. It's just, you're going to have to watch to see what happens. Yeah. According to last season, Orlando probably has the lower hand. But I feel like they can do it. I think that they have such a good chemistry with each other. Yes, they can be. They're all very good friends, but they can, um, they can totally underdog it and come up and win. Yeah, I believe in them. It all. I think it all depends on how much training they've been doing with each other during this um, quarantine. Of course, when they started training with each other. Yeah, and it's during this cup, but especially these first few games, we're really going to be able to see who was keeping to their fitness plans before anyone went back to training at all when it was just you or you and your teammate that you're quarantining with we're really going to see who was the most disciplined and who was working the hardest and that that really really will pay off I think that everyone probably did that because they're professional soccer players but I also think that some people might have definitely been working harder than others who put in the extra work outside yeah that that always pays off no matter what so the second game day will be June 30th, the 3rd is July 1st, and then July 4th, July 5th, July 8th, July 9th, July 12th, and then July 13th. And we will be talking about each of those separate ones during that week's episode. Yeah, we'll be having an episode um, after each couple of game days. Um, the ga- The first game of each day... Um, is going to be at 9.30 a.m., and the f- second game of each day is going to be at 7 p.m., and these these are all in Pacific time, so I think that to, to put in Easter time, you just add three hours. And then the quarterfinals will be on July 17th. One of them will be at 9.30, and one of them will be at 7. Then the second quarterfinal will be, the second quarterfinal game day will be at on July 18th, um, 9 a.m. and 7 p.m. again. And then the semifinals will be on July 22nd, 9.30 a.m. and 7 p.m. And the final, the like the championship game. The last hurrah. Game, yeah. We'll be, at, we'll be on July 26th 9, at 9.30 a.m. So it's basically almost a whole month of games from June 27th to July 26th. Mark your calendars, everybody. Yeah. So the sponsors are Secret Deodorant and Procter & Gamble. And uh, all the games of the tournament will be shown on CBS Sports Network, CBS All Access, and Twitch for everybody who's outside of the U.S. and Canada.
Now Maddie is going to explain her predictions of how we think each team will do in the tournament, starting with Houston. They ended last season in 7th place, and they do have a lot of new and young players, but they do still have a really strong core group of people, and that's what the team needs. I think that they have a strong chance of winning the whole tournament, that they've been working really hard and they have a really good roster. I would definitely bet on them going far. Next, Sky Blue. Last season, Sky Blue ended in 8th place out of 9, but they did a great job with trades at the beginning of the season, and now they have a stronger roster. I don't think that they'll win the cup, but I also don't think that they'll get knocked out first. Next, Portland. So, Portland ended last season in 3rd place, despite being in 1st for a lot of the season. I think that they are a strong team and could easily go far if they take advantage of their assets. They have a really great roster, even though Tobin Heath will most most likely not be joining them. Next, North Carolina. So North Carolina won the season in 2019. They're a good team, but they don't always play as a team. They do have a pretty good roster, but they also did lose a few players last season. I don't know that they'll win the tournament, but they will definitely put up a fight. Next, Washington. I think that Washington will probably be one of the teams to get knocked out early. Nothing against them, but they don't really have many older, more experienced players, and I think that's really going to show through. I think that they will need to come together as a team if they want to have a chance of placing higher. Next, Rain. Rain is definitely a good team. We all know that. They have a lot of very good and experienced players. They also have Rookie of the Year last season, Bethany Balser. But as we all know, Megan Rapinoe will not be joining the team in Utah, and I think that we will notice her missing there. They also did have quite a few players leave when the new coach was named. Um, But as we've seen, they've been training really hard, and I do think that we'll see that paying off. Next, Chicago. So Chicago has always been a really great team. I think that they will bring the fire and make it difficult for other teams to get where they want to be. As we know, their star striker, Sam Kerr, has left the team. Hopefully the players like Yuki Nagasato and new player Kalea Ohai will step into Kerr's empty space and make some goals for this team. And any and if anything, we always know that they can count on good old Juilliards. <laughs> Next, Orlando. As most of you know, Orlando ended the 29th season in last place. Another thing most of you probably know is that Ashlyn Harris absolutely carried Orlando last <laughs> yeah. season. We have seen some of the training so far this season, and it looks like everyone is training really hard. Orlando does have a great team. We can all agree on that. It's just going to take them really working together for them to make it to the top of the table. But I believe in them. Last but not least, Utah. Utah ended last season in sixth place, but they did pray, play a pretty decent season. Nicole Barnhart, who was longtime U.S. Women's National Team goalkeeper and is the oldest player in the NWSL, who's going to be really important this season. I think that we will really notice the absence of Kristen Press, but Amy Rodriguez has got it under control. And lastly, I think that Kelly O'Hara is going to really have to step up and take over the defensive line that Becky Sauerbrunn left behind. So each season, the teams all come out with new kits. Sky Blue, Washington Spirit, and OL Rain have not come out with kits yet while we're recording, but we will be talking about the ones that have come out. First, we have the Houston kits. So Houston came out with both their kits. One is completely orange with some black, and one is mostly white with some light blue and some orange. Both of them, of course, have their signature orange. They're both Nike kits, and I'm pretty sure that every single kit in the whole um, league is all by Nike. Yes, I think Christy Mews will look great in these kits. Yeah. That's not the point. Um, they'll definitely have to be careful with the white kits. 
But the white kits are super beautiful. I really like how they incorporated the blue, which I don't think is a very normal color for them to put on their kits, but it definitely adds a little of, you know, flavor. So next we have the Portland Thorns kits. The Portland Thorns are very on brand with thorns and the roses. The first kit is completely black with some like silhouettes of the rose tops. And I think it's really pretty. And I like how the back of the neck has some type of figure that usual usual um, kits don't have. Um, they also have a couple of letters in the back, but I'm not sure what they stand for. Um, of course, they have their, um, their white jersey and, with actual thorns on them. And I really, I know, like their logo is so pretty. It's just like, very nice. I don't know. I think these are the coolest kits, and I think that whoever designed them deserves a pay raise. <laughs> they have a stripe down the side of the kit as well. And Becky Sauerbrunn did say that the part that says Sauerbrunn is her favorite part, so just in <laughs> case anyone's wondering. Next, we have the North Carolina Courage kits. These kits are probably one of the most simple kits. The One of them is dark blue with i think a little bit of li- a lighter blue stripe and a couple of in a, the front a couple of stripes up there and the away kit is just completely white i don't think there's anything else other than the sponsor um the nike logo and their logo yeah they definitely ran out of i ideas. don't know if they put a lot of thought into these kits you'd think as like returning champions they would <laughs> have the best We're ones being so mean but you know <laughs> It's fine. I bet they'll do great anyway, but if they don't, we know why. <laughs> I don't think the jersey will be the source of anything. That's okay. So next we have the Chicago Red Stars kits. They have really interesting kits. They were the first to come out with new kits. Yeah. They're, they're, they have one completely blue kit with some red, and they have one mostly white with some blue and some red. The completely blue one seems to have a type of labyrinth pattern on most of the jersey, and it kind of stops at one point. I'm not sure exactly what that's supposed to mean. Um, in the white kit, they have stripes of blue, basically next to the middle, and it seems to be uh, some words are also labyrinth, um, like type of pattern on there. And then they have... On both jerseys, they have the four red stars. I think they definitely did a good job with these ones. They're very creative. Yeah. So then we have the Orlando Pride kits. Here we only have the goalkeeper kits and the white kit. The white kit is really nice. The shoulders and the the sleeves just have a really nice feather pattern. And I think it's really nice and simple, but also some type of elegance to it. I think that the most important part of these kits that they added on after they were released is in the bottom corner. They have the Black Lives Matter fist and the BLM, and I think that it really shows who they are as a club, and I think that was really important and respectable for them to add, and yeah. I think that it was it was such a nice job, such a nice touch. Yeah, and that means that they must have edited, edited it pretty recently. Yes. Um, my respect for them just went. Yeah, just went way up. They they just stand for all the right things. Yeah, and then the last kits that we have out are the Utah Royals kits, and they came out only a couple days after we're recording right here. I mean before. Um, 
I th- I really like these jerseys. Yes. They're a dark navy blue with um some yellow stripes on the sides of them, and it seems like yellow mountains and like the outline of them, and I really really like that. I think they did a great job designing it, and I also think that Kelly O'Hara looked fire in this. <laughs> so yeah, that's all that matters, right? Yeah. Okay, so for our next segment, yeah, we have Week in Recap, which every week we'll be talking about some of the things that's happening in the women's soccer world that isn't necessarily soccer-related, but more player-related. Yeah. So, first we have an unknown player on an unknown team got the virus. The coronavirus. We yes, we don't know who it is or what team they're on, but... They're, they've said that they are giving them the care that they need, and the rest of the team is getting even more tested, and they so far nobody else on the team has tested positive. Yeah. And then next we have Heather O'Reilly had her baby. Woo! For everybody who's been following women's soccer for a while, Heather O'Reilly is a really, really amazing player. Amazing player. She retired last season. Um, she was on the North Carolina Courage, and she won the the, That's tr- the good season way. with them. It's great way great to go way out. To she went up. out with a bang. Um, <laughs> she had one of the most impressive careers of anybody I've ever seen. Um, and now she is the UNC uh, assistant coach. Mm, um, interesting. So she had her baby on June 18th. His name is William O'Reilly Wary. He came into this world on... June 18th at 5.37 a.m., so props to Heather for being <laughs> awake. awake. Um, he is 6 pounds and 10 ounces, and he is clearly a champion from the picture that she posted. He is On holding Instagram. up a number one already, and he was just born, so I think he's going to be a champion. He is going... He's also adorable, so... Yeah. And then, so, Caprice Didasco, who is on the Sky Blue, has torn her ACL and meniscus for the third time, so will not be participating in the Challenge Cup. She do has you think cert- that'll be a big loss for them? I do, yeah. So, Caprice had surgery. It went well. She's doing great, but she, unfortunately, will not be joining Sky Blue in Utah. Of course, she needs rehab. Yes, six months. Um, so Ellie Carpenter, who, um, joined the NWSL when she was 18 years old on the Portland Thorns, who's now 20, has just signed with Olympic Lyonnais in France, Lucy Bronze's team, if anybody knows who that is. <laughs> um, they are one of the best female clubs in the entire world, so I think it's a great move on her part, but I think Portland will definitely be missing her. Um, so we don't know if... Some of the players on Leon will be returning or not, but hopefully they all will be. And finally, we have Rachel Daly and Jane Campbell. We They have been named Houston's new captains. Super Ooh, exciting. Congrats. I think that they definitely deserved it. I bet my money on them because Kayla Ojai has been traded, and so I think that they'll do great as captains, and I would definitely want them to be my captain. So, 
I had my segment, this one's Sarah's, it's called Boot of the Week. So basically, she will pick a, a pair of cleats, either new or old cleats. She will be explaining them and talking about what she likes about them, because Sarah's very well versed in the world <laughs> of soccer shoes. So let's get started. Um, this boot is actually a very new boot. It came out very recently. It's from the Nike Neighborhood Pack. It's the Nike Mercurial Superfly 7 Elite Soccer Cleat. The colors are metallic bomber gray, black, particle gray, and laser crimson. The laser crimson is basically just very bright pink. So the insole is removable, the lacing is down the middle, and the primary upper material is knit. This has a very soft knit, and it has a much form of a very form-fitting upper. Um, its dynamic fit collar is also very refined. It's made for very, very fast players. It was made for Cristiano Ronaldo and Bappe, and I bet Kristen Press would look great in these. Um, she's such a fast player, and these are basically made for the fastest of the fast. Um, you can tell even because the swoosh is made into a lightning bolt at the end. Um, the new fly net used in the upper is thicker, offering a, more, a softer touch on the ball than in previous models. It has the perfect mix of speed, fit, and touch, creating what could be one of the best mercurials ever made. It also, it just looks amazing. The, it has a, like a coding number type of pattern and very bright pink. And it just seems like a bit like one of the old Neymar boots, which also has a ton of numbers on it. Um, I would definitely recommend this boot to anyone who is really fast or just wants a very solid, good quality boot. It costs about $150 for adults, um, and you could buy on soccer.com, probably nike.com, and many other boot sellers. Thanks for listening to Footy Nest with Maddie and Sarah. If you like our podcast and want to know more, go check out our Instagram, Twitter, or website. Our information is in the description. Join us next time when we talk about the first few Challenge Cup games. Adios! Adios.